0: headquarters. Just a minute. I'll give you the desk, Sergeant. Police station. Sergeant Coombs. Hello. This is the Industrial Ironworth. Hargood speaking. Yes, Mr. Hargood. We're ready for our payroll, escort. I'm at the bank now. All right. Uh, that's the Second National, isn't it? Yes. I'll wait until your men arrive. All right, sir. We'll get right on it. Thanks. Radio. Send car 55 to the Second National Bank to escort a payroll master to the Industrial Ironworks. Yes, sir. Calling car 55. Car 55. Broadcast 81. Proceed to the second national bank. The Y.R. call. Hey, that's us. Yeah. Y.R. That's an escort call, isn't it? Yeah. Probably the Industrial Ironworks. They pay off twice a month. Much still? Oh, about $40,000. Perkins and I used to escort it all the time. That is, before he got canned. Mm, that's a lot of dough. Yeah, they used to pack it alone, but they lost the whole caboodle about six months ago. Some yegg forced their paymaster to the curb and took it with him. All Hargood had left was a bump on his head. Hargood? Right, yeah, he's the paymaster. Good God. That is, as far as I know. We're to meet him at the bank. Well, all I can say is, I wouldn't want to pack $40,000 around with me. Unless I had a couple of Tommy guns on each side. No, sir. Not me, time. Uh, Here we are. You stay in the car. I'll duck in and meet Hargood. Oh, here he is. He's waiting for us. Hello, Mr. Hargood. Keep you waiting? Well, not long. A couple of minutes, though. Meet my new partner, Officer Adams. Oh, pleased to meet you, Adams. Where's Perkins? I don't know. The department let him go for some reason. Well, hop in. We'll deliver you to the foundry. Intact? (laughs) Well, I hope so. (laughs) going with you? Oh, it's not necessary, but oh, perhaps you'd better. The old man's very fussy about the payroll since I lost that bag last year. <laughs> We'd carry it in an armored tank if he had his way. Well, I don't blame him much. 40000 is a lot of money. Yeah, it's 50000 today. Some special bonuses. Hmm. Someday I'm going to knock you over myself. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the car, Joe, and I'll take Hargood inside. Right. No, Hey, officer, there's a fighter on the corner. A couple of fruit peddlers are wailing the sevens out of each other. You better break them up. I'll be around there in a minute. Oh, you better come right now. It's a real fight. I said I'd be around there in a minute. I'm waiting for my partner. Oh, yeah? There, that'll hold you, you smart copper. Joe! Joe, he's heading your way to the payroll. Let him off. Hey, Joe, where are you? Starting. He's got the payroll. Hey, Joe. Holy smoke. He's been beamed. (laughs) Tell, Chief. Just as Hargred and I reached the alley, this guy steps out and slugs me. As I fell, I saw him strike Hargred, and the next thing I knew, he was gone. He didn't quite knock me out, and as soon as I had my head cleared, I took a couple of shots at him as he ran toward the car where Joe was. I see. He was too far away to hit, so I yelled at Joe to head him off. I couldn't see Joe anywhere, so I beat it to the car and found him laying on the seat cold as a cucumber. Yeah. The fellow gave me the sap before he lifted the payroll. Did you see the man? Not very good, sir. He came running up to the car telling me there was a fight around the corner. And when I refused to get out, he shot me. Mm, He sure had it all figured out, Chief. And it worked out just like he planned it. Why were you and the paymaster going in the back way? Don't you usually go in the front office? Yes, sir, but I was just following Hargood. I guess he had some reason for going in that way. Well, it's done. I don't mind telling you boys that you'll have some explaining to do when the civil service meets again. You're assigned to protect that payroll and you fail, both of you. Well, I'll do what I can for you. But I don't mind saying that you're both in a spot. Yes, sir. That's all. Thank you, sir. I knew the old boy would be hot under the collar about it. Yeah. What do you think they'll do? Can't ever tell. They may overlook it, and again, they may bounce us. What are you doing this afternoon? Oh, nothing. What? Well, we got ourselves into this mess, so I suppose it's up to us to get ourselves out. What do you mean? I mean, if we wait for the dicks to run this thing down, we'll be warming park benches. I got a hunch, and we're going to follow it up. Come on. Where are you going? To talk to Mrs. Hargood. (laughs) Well, that's all I know about it, just what Henry told me. Oh, I wish he'd give up that job. He was hurt about six months ago and then yesterday. Oh, I know he'll be killed someday if he carries that money around all the time. No, I wouldn't worry, Mrs. Hargood. Well, thanks. Hmm. Is your car out in front? Uh, yes, Henry bought it about three months ago. Sure a beauty. I'll bet it set him back a pretty penny. He didn't tell me what it cost you, but I know it was very expensive. His brother called him a fool for buying it. Yeah, they don't give away cars like that. Well, goodbye. We'll be seeing you. Yes, thanks for calling, officer. Well, what do you make of it, Wiley? I don't know for sure, but I have a pretty good idea that this thing was an inside job. Yeah? Yeah. I had a hunch from the first. I didn't tell you, but I had a feeling the day of the hold-up that Hargood knew the fellow who socked us. He started getting nervous as soon as we approached the back of the factory. Well, why were we asking Mrs. Hargood about the car and the house? I got a hunch that Hargood must have framed that other list six months ago. So it's a he doesn't make much dough on that factory job. And right after the robbery, he buys a new car and moves to a swell house. See, that's right. Who do you think is in on it with him? His brother. His wife mentioned him, you know. His brother? Yeah. And some other guy. The guy who tried to decoy you out of the car. Yes, but... Uh... I know, I know, I know. You, you thought he was the same guy who blackjacked me. Well, he wasn't. The guy didn't have time to get around to the alley after he socked you. It was done by two of them. Well, who was the other? I don't know, but I'm looking into this brother of Hargood's. He didn't like it when Hargood bought that fancy car. Well, maybe he had a reason. Oh, Adams, uh, well, what did you find out? I done just like you told me, Wiley. And he nearly threw me out of his office. Yeah? Well, tell me about it. Well, I look him up in the city directory, and I find out Hargood's brother is a lawyer inquiring around, I find his reputation ain't any too savory. His name's Thurman. Uh, uh, James Thurman. Yeah, all right, go on. Well, I put on this old suit of clothes like you told me to, and I went up there and I told him I was a lunger. Didn't have much time, and I had to get some money to get out west. Told him that I'd pick all about seeing him down behind the industrial ironworks if he'd give me five grand. Well, what did he do? <laughs> well, he called me everything from a blackmailer to a louse, and he told me to get out. And you got out, huh? Yeah. Was that all he said? Yeah. He didn't threaten to call the police? No. Well, that settles it. He didn't want to call the police for a darn good reason. He knew that he'd have to answer some questions. Why, what's that? Homicide alarm. Must be some case for the chief detective. I wonder what it is. No, tell him. They ring that bell day and night. Well, can you find out? Sure, but uh, why are you so interested? Oh, just a new cop's curiosity, I guess. (laughs) Well, just to satisfy your curiosity, I'll find out. Hello, Tim. What's the dick's alarm on for yeah? Where? Where? Holy smoke! What's up? What's up? Now, this lawyer we're talking to this afternoon, Hardwood's brother, just called the commissioner. Two yeggs walked into his office and shot it out. With him? No, with each other. We're going to follow that investigation. Come on, rookie. All right, all right. Get back out of the way. Get back, you. Come on, Joe. Here's the room. Hello, Chief. We didn't know that you'd be here. What brings you two patrolmen in here? Well, we're off duty tonight, Chief. I just wanted to follow this call up. Well, right, sit down over there and keep quiet. Yes. Sir. Now, Mr. Thurmond, you say you were seated at your desk? Yes, I was seated at my desk when the telephone rang. It was my brother. This man? No, no, the other one. Holy smoke. One of the dead guys is a paymaster, Hargood. And the other one is a guy that sucked me. Go ahead, Mr. Thurmond. Well, my brother said he was in a sort of jam and wanted to see me. I waited about 15 minutes, and then I heard those two men calling in the hallway outside my door. When they opened the door and came in, this dark man jerked out a gun and shot my brother through the head and once through the body. My brother pulled his gun and shot the other man through the head as he fell. One of the bullets hit the light switch and shorted out the light. The room was pitch dark, but I crawled across to the telephone and dialed your home. I see. You knew my number? Yes, I've called you before, you remember. Well, I guess that's that. <clears throat> What's the matter, Wiley. Uh, Nothing, Chief, except that this guy is the biggest liar I ever heard. What? Why? who is this man, Chief? Wiley, on our radio patrol. What makes you say that, Wiley? Because he is, sir, a liar and a murderer. Why, you low-down dirty... You can't say that about me. What's more, he's a payroll robber, and he killed those guys to keep him quiet. That's a lie. What do you mean? This guy and his brother Hargood, there on the floor, engineered the whole thing with the help of the other guy laying there. I demand that this officer be arrested for making false charges. Now, wait a minute. Go ahead, Wiley. Well, sir, I had a hunch that Hargood recognized the guy who robbed us, I also found out that Hargood spent a lot of money right after the first hold-up six months ago. He immediately bought a new car and moved into a new house. Where'd you get that? From Mrs. Hargood. She also told us that Hargood's brother, this man here who calls himself Thurman, didn't like a sudden display of wealth. Hmm. Well, I sent Adams around to make a pretense of blackmailing Thurman, and this guy just threw him out instead of calling the police like any innocent citizen would have done. That's right, Chief. I know, but where do you get the idea that Thurman here killed his brother and, and this other man? By his own story, sir, and the man on the floor. Well, what do you mean? Thurman says this man uh, jerked out a revolver and shot Hargood twice. Once through the head and once through the heart. Two instantly fatal wounds. He also tries to tell us that Hargood, fatally hit in two places, was still able to put, uh, pull out his gun and shoot the other man through the head. That's not possible, sir. Look out! Stop him! He's <laughs> heading for that window! Yeah, ma'am! Oh, great Scott, a ten-story jump. Good Lord! Yeah. He knew he was caught dead to rights. Well, sir, that saves the state the expense of a trial. Police headquarters. All right, Chief. Hello, Tim. Send an ambulance to the Fletcher building on a trip to the morgue. Police headquarters.